millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You want to know what the best email marketing service is for your small business? Well, I've got the team for you. Emailtooltester.com is the place to find reviews and tutorials of newsletter services like ActiveCampaign, MailChimp, GetResponse, and many more. Download their free comparison spreadsheet that will help you find the best email marketing service among many providers. Just Google Email Tool Tester Comparison Template to find it. Again, just Google it. Email Tool Tester Comparison Template to find it. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. On the show today, I've got Chelsea Kane Macklin. She's the CMO of Lunch Club. At Lunch Club, she leads the company's marketing initiatives that drive brand awareness and user growth. And prior to joining Lunch Club, Chelsea served as the vice president of marketing at the dating and social networking app Bumble. During her time there, she led Bumble's growth, global marketing initiatives, focused on brand and cultural strategy, international brand campaigns, and they're always on marketing and integrated partnerships. She helped them launch their newest vertical, Bumble Biz, and develop the go-to-market strategies for regions including Canada and Mexico. In her four years at Bumble, Chelsea helped the business scale from 10 million to 100 million registered users. And so on today's 
conversation. We talk quite a bit about Lunch Club, her background at Bumble, and what Lunch Club's about and why she's there and what they're trying to achieve. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Chelsea Kane Macklin. Chelsea, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Helen. So happy to be here. It's not every day you get to start off with asking about chickens and art therapy, but (laughs) I hear I need to ask you about those two things. Tell me about chickens and art therapy and how they fit into your life. So I live in Austin, Texas with my partner, Wilson, my two and a half year old, two dogs, and more recently, three chickens, although we're on our second round of three chickens because predators are a real thing here in Austin, Texas. (laughs) But animals and animal therapy have always been near and dear to my heart since I was very young, surrounded by both animals and art. So at some point, I'll have to invite you to my animal art therapy farm, Alan. Can't wait to have you. And for anyone that needs advice on someone struggling to raise chickens, I'm here for you. I love it. My only, I have never owned chickens. I should say that out loud. I have a coworker that has chickens and um, it's constantly an adventure apparently with the chickens. She was driving back and forth from Virginia, I think Virginia to Texas to see family with the chickens in the car because it was a very long, very long trip, which made for a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, chickens sound pretty interesting to, to own and maintain. They are actually so pleasant and we don't treat them as pets. However, one of my best friends did recently send me an article that apparently chickens have names for their owners. So I'll try to dig up that article for you to send your colleague because the chickens have named us too. (laughs) I would love that. I would love that. All right. Moving on from chickens and art therapy, you are now the CMO at Lunch Club. But what was your path to Lunch Club? Where'd you start and how'd you get into marketing? I've been in consumer tech for about a decade, always in startups or consulting for startups. Um, Most recently was at Bumble, the dating and networking app, and joined that team to build the brand, marketing, and partnerships teams. I joined as about the sixth or seventh employee when we were working out of an apartment. It was so much fun. An absolutely incredible experience with a, a truly fantastic team. And um, yeah, over those four years, we scaled the, the member base from about 10 million to 100 million and helped people find romantic partners all over the world. Starting at, I mean, number six or seven employee, I mean, that's a small pod to where it is now. That's quite the ride, I would imagine. <laughs> How did your time there you know, shape your views on marketing or business in general? A huge testament to Whitney, the CEO and founder's vision. But Bumble was always very purpose-oriented, has always been purpose-oriented, continues to be purpose-oriented and consumer-oriented. So from the very early days, we were focusing on helping facilitate safe and healthy and equal connections and a belief that by empowering women in relationships, we could empower all relationships. And because of that purpose and the whole team living and breathing that purpose, we attracted passionate talent. Our marketing was very different from a sort of performance heavy landscape. 
more focused on CSR, brand building, offline branding. Incredibly, incredibly rewarding to help people find their partners. Absolutely best part of my job were those incredible success stories and sometimes crazy success stories. And that's something that I'm really excited about at Lunch Club too. Let's talk about Lunch Club. What is it? What should we know about it as listeners if, you, if you're not on the platform now? Lunch Club is an AI-powered networking platform, meaning that we introduce you to the people that you should know. But when you sign up, you share your background and interests, and Lunch Club's AI connects you with people around the world or in your neighborhood for professional conversations based on mutual values, shared interests, and goals. And at our core, we believe that we can leverage technology to unlock human potential opportunities and connections that never would have happened. And those connections are already happening, been around for a few years, but especially in this last year and change of pandemic living, we've grown about 15x. And I, as my first couple months in the CMO role, have been chatting with some of our success stories like Billy, one of my favorites, who is CSO at Smile Group and told me that he couldn't imagine his life without Lunch Club, especially over this last year. He's one, launching a SPAC with someone he met on Lunch Club. Two, hired someone he met but didn't expect to hire on Lunch Club. And then three, met a great friend who he keeps up with every few months remotely who lives in Bali and calls him one of his really close friends now. And then there's Allie, who's an author and networking expert who just got a $10 million deal. There's Jessica, founder of SoSynced, which is a personality-based dating platform who just got her first million-dollar check for her business. So lots of impact around the VC and entrepreneurial landscape, but just kind of across the landscape, we're helping engineer serendipity. It's been an incredible two and a half months so far, and we'll be excited about the future. It sounds phenomenal. And I mean, I've always been somebody, well, I, I shouldn't say always. It was, I think, business school opened my eyes to the power of networks. And uh, actually, a speaker there who came, uh, Keith Ferrazzi, had, I think at that point, had just wrote a book or released a book called Never Eat Alone. And just the power of, of connections and, and having those. And it seems like Lunch Club is like, going to coffee on steroids, you know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and we it potentially like taking some of the less important meetups out of the equation for you, you know, somehow through the AI to help make more meaningful or more spontaneous connections that help, you know, open your eyes to new things or people you may not have ever or would have ever come in contact with. So that's amazing. What brought you to Lunch Club? So I knew in my transition from Bumble that I was interested in the intersection between cutting edge technology, human connection, and social impact. So I met Vlad late last fall and we started chatting. I also was just learning from all different types of, of industries um, across fintech and community platforms and some CPG. And I've always been inspired by specifically two pieces of research. One is an 80-year Harvard study uh, that tracks basically the 
the importance of social connection, both with your close connections and with your not as close connections to your longevity and to your happiness. And it turns out that having a well-oiled social machine as part of your life is more important than quitting smoking, stopping drinking, sleeping well, exercising to our longevity. Um, And there's some great research on that. And then another piece of research is called The Disintermediation of Friends by Rosenthal. Um, And that tracked the rise of online dating as a way to meet new people. And during that rise, there's tons of challenges, of course, that have come out of the internet in general and online dating specifically. But the interesting and exciting parts of this study were the hockey stick growth in LGBTQIA and interracial couplings and relationships. So using technology to help drive really meaningful long-term relationships outside of existing bubbles and circles and to drive social progress. So I looked at Lunch Club and was just so inspired by Vlad and the leadership and an incredibly talented team. And then the opportunity to continue to build on this intersection of tech, social connection, and social and or economic impact, and the parallels of what does hockey stick growth look like for non-romantic new connections outside of existing bubbles. And I was just so excited. I think that big differentiators that most social platforms also get worse as they scale. But Lunch Club's AI actually gets smarter and better and gives you a better experience as it scales. So I was also excited that this is something that can get better with time and is getting better with time. And it's also not based on evaluating people based on profiles, faces, names that our AI curates or connection for you. So all of that to say, um, I met Vlad, who is absolutely brilliant and wonderful, and learned more about the business, tried the product out myself, met the rest of the team, and knew that it was someplace that I wanted and needed to be. I've been loving my time with Lunch Club um, since we first started working together. Well, you mentioned the study, the disintermediation of friends by Rosenthal. Let's talk a little bit more about that because that sounds interesting. And I I just read the headlines about it. It it sounds like just intermediating your friends to find people is counterintuitive to what I think most people would think. Like my friends could help me find somebody to date or to be friends with, but it seems like it's counterintuitive, the findings of the study. How do you think about it? The disintermediation of friends tracks the story of how we've been meeting people for most of human history, whether that be romantic partners, friends, business opportunities. And most of those new connections are facilitated or have been facilitated by friends and family. So friends and family are typically an extension of the same cultural or tribal perspective, if we're going way back. And now with the rise of online dating and fall of other methods, one in three are meeting their partners online now. And those relationships are actually lasting longer than non-online partners. So the implication is that there are potentially better matches 
for you out there that technology can help facilitate more impactfully than as much as we love them, our friends and family. And especially in introductions to communities or circles that are outside of your extended community or circle that's represented by family and friends. So to me, this is almost like the democratization of connection. And it represents so much social and economic potential impact and gives me a lot of hope for what we can continue to build at Lunch Club. I like the concept in particular, you know, this notion that you can get a better match. And especially the groups you talked about before, like the LGBTQ or other underrepresented populations, if I was just dependent on my family and friends, like my odds of meeting other people like me is really hard too. Like, you know, and so it makes a lot of sense that getting them out of the way and and solving this problem maybe with some technology increases my odds of finding somebody to do business with, to hire, to date, whatever it is, I guess, that I'm looking for. Right. And when you're using AI, it's like sorting through the haystack and finding the needle way faster than humanly possible. So there's an efficiency component as well that is super useful. To underline something you said earlier, which is uh, the social platforms get worse as they get bigger, that like the more people that are in the network, so to speak, the, the, the group with AI, the better off my odds are in matching the right people, I guess. And I guess that underscores your point. I'm catching up to you now, Chelsea. I'm a little <laughs> slow on the uptake, but I get it now. I get I get how AI gets better and the social platforms that we all know and maybe love to hate get worse with time. So anyway, and, and become, frankly, the, the social networks become almost extensions of that friend and family conversation, right? Like they're little echo chambers of people that group together and have like-minded views on the world. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right. I know that you're also, I mean, besides doing this online through Lunch Club, uh, you guys have ventured into in person 
and and how does in-person and online networking work for Lunch Club? We actually started as in-person only, if you can believe that. So originally Lunch Club was just getting started in San Francisco and was facilitating truly lunch meetings across San Francisco and then rolling out across other cities. And then, of course, the pandemic hit, and that wasn't a safe way to help people meet. So the team built the virtual capabilities, and that unlocked this convenience factor as well as ability to connect across different geographies across the world. So we believe in a hybrid future that is based on the convenience and also value that you as an individual member need and can get. So as an example for me, I live in Texas with the almost three-year-old who is a handful and animals and a wonderful partner. And the convenience of being able to network from home has been incredible. Whether that's meeting people here in Austin virtually or meeting people across the world, that convenience means that it's accessible to more people. And that's really important to us. In terms of the in-person aspect, we also realize that there are certain aspects of networking and connecting that require the in-person exchange. And so being able to offer both is important. We're rolling out in-person based on specific cities and the status of COVID and our city guidelines in each of those cities and being cautious, but it's an important, like I said, it's an important aspect to making sure that we're helping people make the best connections that they can make. That's a noble pursuit um, to help better connect people, frankly. What does marketing look like at Lunch Club? We are just getting started. So watch this space. (laughs) I, I joined about two and a half months ago. So now that I feel like I've gotten my feet underneath me, First and foremost, serving the member base, improving both the brand and the experience, making sure, like I said, that we're able to give you the best conversation possible in the shortest period of time. Telling the stories that have happened over the last few years because of Lunch Club. There's so many tearjerkers that I'm excited to share over the next few months. Um, We're also testing some grassroots and digital campaigns on local markets based on in-person to gauge appetite, but also to get feedback on how we can continue to be better. And especially over the summer where in areas and regions where people are coming out of pandemic living into what I would call summer of reconnection, we're seeing people want to reconnect with family, friends, people that are close in their network and have appetite for networking, but that's going to only increase more as the year goes on, especially as we get into the cultural realization that everyone wants to change their careers and their jobs and their lives because of what they've realized during the pandemic. So we're going to continue to evolve with the consumer because we're all going through a cultural change that we're not out of the pandemic and knock on wood, that we don't re-enter anything this fall. But at this point, telling stories, listening, evolving, and just better serving our existing members and our members to come. 
One more question on marketing, because, you know, I know you've only been there a short time and but coming from a place like Bumble in particular, I, I know them for their mix of digital marketing as well as brand building marketing, if you will. So whether that's like out of home or experiential type things <laughs> that were done, how does that play? Like, how do you think about just the marketing mix that you would like to achieve at Lunch Club? Uh, I'm just curious if you have thoughts about that. Like, because I think startups, a lot of times there's like this duality a little bit between like starting performance versus brand, if you will, um, and how those two things interact. I'm just curious how you think about those two. And for most startups, I think the tendency is to go heavily on the performance side, understand what might be broken on the funnel, which is always really important, but then sometimes become overly dependent on performance or paid social specifically. So that is part of the mix that we're testing. Of course, I think it is always an, an important part of the mix because of the how dynamic feedback and learning can be from paid and performance. Of course, we will be brand building. I think there's there's so much magic in the lunch club experience and so many people have never heard of lunch club. So I'm excited for them to just introduce lunch club to, to lots of folks. And that will be a combination of what we built similar to what we built at Bumble and what I, I know will help best communicate the value of lunch club, but also best serve our members. So definitely continuing to test on the experiential side that is a wonderful way for us to actually continue to provide value to our members while marketing. I love a win-win where we can introduce Lunch Club, but also you know, extend the value and the meaning, meaning that we're providing. There will be a continuation of fireside speakers, and we're just really excited about all of the things that are to come this year. News for you since we last talked, I am now on Lunch Club. I haven't had my first meeting yet, but it's it's next. That's that's next on my thing is to schedule the time I want to do. You'll have to tell me how it goes. I will, I will. But I got invited from another podcaster and I didn't realize another one of my podcast friends is also on. So but Mentor Dial, who's based in the UK, um, actually invited me into Lunch Club. And then another podcaster, Adam Connor, I, I just realized we don't live that far from each other and he's on there as well so it was it was interesting nice little A small world yeah i didn't realize that that they well i knew mentor had talked about it to me in a conversation we were having and and then made the invite and then uh, but i didn't know that other people i knew were already on lunch club so it was kind of nice i'll let you know how it goes but I, i'm expecting great things expecting to meet <laughs> some interesting people <laughs> but i want to switch gears and and talk just a little bit more about you. We know you have chickens. We know you're in Austin or out, you know, in the Austin area and you got a little one at home along with a partner. But my most favorite question to ask everybody that comes on the show is, has there been an experience of your past that defines or makes up who you are today? Definitely. I think you've heard me talk a bit about relationships and connections and social impact. I've had several of my very close loved ones experience very severe illness, chronic or short term, and uh, just in my nuclear family, um, my sister, my brother, my father, and kind of across the spectrum from cancer to 
epilepsy to autoimmune diseases to brain cancer. And I'm so lucky that they are all healthy and well. I will say that first and foremost. But it led me to cherish my relationships across all spectrums way more. So my relationships with my closest loved ones, my relationships with the people that I work with who arguably we end up spending more time with uh, sometimes, my relationships with my network. And it's definitely led me to the belief that connections and relationships are the most important part of our lives. It's more important to me personally than money or status or short-term things. And that has certainly bled into the way I think about both being a leader, building a business, and thinking about what businesses I want to be a part of, and how I market and build those brands. Thank you for sharing that, and I'm glad everyone is 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 doing well now, or uh, you know not not struggling at the current moment in time. Um, but it does sound like you've taken away like like most people in the entrepreneurship world you've turned a negative into a resilient positive you know of of uh, of learning from those experiences and i mean what a natural fit for you too given that you were at bumble and now lunch club that is all about connections and building stronger connections so kudos to to finding finding something that aligns with who you are and and, and the experience that got you there well if you were starting this journey of life or business all over again, you know, what advice would you give your younger self? This is going to sound cheesy, but <laughs> make the connection, you know, reach out, speak up, be vulnerable. I'm building on your last question. The world is run and our happiness is run on connections and relationships. And I would have wanted myself to be both more vulnerable and more vocal in both finding, fostering, and developing long-term connections and relationships. And I don't know if that's something that we ever fully grasp or learn. I feel like I'm still learning how to do that, but that would be the advice that I would have given to my younger self. I love it. Make the connection. And it's three words. It would fit on a bumper sticker or an out of home billboard. So you, <laughs> <laughs> you should you should trademark that phrase pretty soon. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, if there was a topic that either you're learning about or trying to learn more about as a marketer, you think other marketers should learn more about, what would that be? So there's a great book that I started re- reading recently. It's called Sense Making: The Power of the Humanities in the Age of the Algorithm. It's by Christian Madsberg, and it is really, really fascinating. And it's sort of a stand against scientism and big data and a defense of our humanity, essentially human intelligence. So it's that, I think this is going back again to that combination of cutting edge technology and my fascination with that plus social connection plus social impact. But I think with the rise of so many different marketing choices and options and data, it's really easy to forget about the human side of 
what most marketers are trying to do. So I would, I would recommend reading the book <laughs> first and foremost, and doing our best to sometimes step back from the data and think more about the human side. That sounds really interesting and more about achieving a balance, if you will, <laughs> in what we're doing. I'll definitely check the book out. It sounds phenomenal. Well, two more questions for you. Again, a little bit more marketing focused. Are there brands, companies, or causes that you follow or you think other people should be taking notice of? Always. I have to plug my friend here, Musa, who just joined GoFundMe somewhat recently. Um, so it's kind of all three of the things that you just asked about. It's a for-profit crowdfunding platform and it's been around for a bit to help people raise money for events um, ranging from celebrations and graduations to more tragic situations like accidents or illnesses, but it's also being used in all of these incredible creative ways. And it's been really fun to watch Musa step into this role and seeing a couple new campaigns roll out focused around kindness in New York, for example. And he's just an incredible human and friend and marketing leader. So definitely recommend folks follow along GoFundMe as he takes them on this next chapter of their brand journey. I love that example. Last question for you. What do you feel like is the largest opportunity or threat that marketers face today? Going back to sense making, I think it, a couple things. It's continually more challenging to break through the noise. Today's consumer is complicated. We're living in an extremely complicated and ever-changing culture, no matter where you are in the world, especially in the last year and a half. So being able to break through the noise in a meaningful way, in my opinion, is driving the boat with purpose and thinking about like I said, the human side and how we can best serve these complicated consumers and think about what the long-term impact is that we hope to have on their lives. Well said. Well, Chelsea, how do we find you? How do we connect with Lunch Club? How do we find you? How would you like listeners to get engaged? Well, firstly, thank you listeners for listening and I hope you do join us. You can sign up at lunchclub.com from your desktop or your phone or your iPad and follow us along on Twitter at Lunch Club AI. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with support from my team and podcast editors, sound engineers, and writers at Share Your Genius. Find them at shareyourgenius.com. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe on marketingtodaypodcast.com and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners. You can contact me on marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you will also find complete show notes, links to what was discussed in the episode today, and you can search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today.